10.25 p.m. Tuesday, May 15th, 2018, episode number two. Oh, that would be bad. Episode number 600. 204. 654. 204. Episode number 654 of I, yeah. I this, we've done this 200 <laughs> times. I can't so even say it. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah, dude. Uh, America, episode 654. It's, it's America through the, the eyes, of, eyes two of two American Americans. Americans. Thank you. Thank listen. 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 We'll get we're, it. We're, we're, we will get it. We'll get it. If we are going to work at this every week until we get it right. <laughs> um, G-Eazy. You know G-Eazy? You familiar with his work? Is that with Special Sauce? Is that is that the band? GEZ's investment in Stillhouse Spirits Company, making him its co-creative director. It's become official, became official late last year. It's a result of his entrepreneurial spirit and his love of whiskey. I felt it was natural that I eventually got involved in this world. I mean, duh. I mean, think about it. It's about time. From Oakland, make rhymes. It's eventually, I'll get into this whiskey game. Sweet rye game. My rhymes and my rye. What initially drew him to Stillhouse was their iconic stainless check. steel can. <laughs> it's their check that does not bounce. Their non-bouncy checks. Their new approach to clear whiskey and their range of flavors. I saw something special, something I identified with. What do you mean clear whiskey? What does that mean? Is that vodka? I don't fucking I don't touch that shit. I've always been an outsider. I've always felt different. And I saw that same quality in Stillhouse. Oh, man. There you go. GEZ was super involved in the creation of the just-launched Stillhouse Black Bourbon, working closely with founder and CEO Brad Beckerman on everything from reinventing what bourbon can taste like, i.e. roasted coffee notes, to the perfect weight of the solid steel cap. How long did that take? Oh, uh, make it heavier. Can you make it lighter? Perfect. That's a great cap. You know, when I started writing rhymes, I always knew I'd be dealing in the cap world. <laughs> the weight of cap. The weighted cap world. Jeezy admits he previously thought the spirits industry was traditional, but this experience has helped him to realize there is no room, excuse me, there is room for uniqueness. We're all about breaking barriers, shattering stereotypes, and changing the game. How are your checks? Very good. Pictures of him and Halsey at Coachella, and every single one of them, he's got Stillhouse front pocket, back pocket, hand. Stillhouse party. It's all good. I guess so. You're lucky. He drinks whiskey. Do the same thing. I'd start drinking again. Hey, listen, Stillhouse, if you're listening. Holler. Holler. I'll start drinking. I don't give a fuck. Yeah. Is checks bounce? Because he's beats bounce. I'll go ride the whip and start drinking again. Just cut me a check, Stillhouse. Creative director. Creative co-direct cap director. Rapper, cap weight director. <laughs> Always knew. Always knew when I was a boy and I had my notebook and I was listening to E-40. I always knew i get into the weighted cap game. It's amazing. I'm all for it all. The, it is so disingenuous from top to bottom that it but the, the thing is it just it's just 
it, we just accept it. And it's okay with everybody. Well, it's just a new way that... I mean, it's always been easy to make money once... G-Easy? <laughs> it's always been G-Easy to make money uh, once you're making a lot of money. It's and like it's, once you make money, you get to make all the more money. All the money. But if you don't have money, you never get any money. No. Why is that? I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's a crazy fucking concept. Uh, but also that... Do you have no money? Can I tell you something? You will literally <laughs> never have any money. Oh, do you have money? Watch this. Um, it's insanity. Yeah. What are you going to do? We need brand ambassadors. I suppose that is the... We need artists to tell us what to do. And how to do it. And how to do it. And where and when. <laughs> and where and when. And for how long. Yeah. Yes, we do. So It's just like such a treat. To think that like you do this thing and you're good at this thing and people like what you do with this thing. But because of that, you can step into this thing that has nothing to do with your thing and reap all the benefits of the thing. It's an amazing yeah. thing. Yeah. It's also the... And I mean, maybe this is too strong a word, but it's also the delusion that the people doing it that have been appointed as these brand ambassadors, the the delusion that they're under, that they are doing the same thing that like our forefathers did in the 1800s. What you know what I'm saying? In that terms they are that they are truly entrepreneurs in the truest sense of the word, as opposed to like, no, this is a fully automated racket. That they have just appointed oh, yeah, you as the face of. You're like a you are plug not, in. You just got like. You're boop. not like coming up with an idea. Do and making he it in your the cap. <laughs> with, but with the weight. You're not making it in your garage, loading it up onto your truck and going to like, you know, open markets all over the country to yeah. spread the word about your product. Yeah, but then your son takes over and all of a sudden, you know what I mean? Like buys the manufacturing plant and it's like, oh, you look at us. 400 years. The, the no. Johnsons have, you know, like. It's no, this is a company that runs its shit the way that it does, runs it through the channels that it runs. And at a certain point, it needs somebody to be like, this is the one. And like, you need a bad boy. It's just, they found him. but then that they see it as like, no, I am like, a, I am a whiskey maker, yeah. you know, and a, Yellow Wolf's still a thing. <laughs> not sure. Yeah. He's the got a booze company. Is Yellow Wolf around? He's not. Well, what about, what about Jeezy? Can we? Who else can we get? Maybe Jeezy. What about the skinny kid from Cleveland? Now he's in the Motley Crue movie now. Logic? Can we get Fuck. Logic into it? Business travelers are heavily caffeinated and eat a lot of fast food. That is the logical conclusion of a study by Certify, which keeps track of expense reports. According to the report, which covers the first quarter of 2018, the most expensed brand in the restaurants, this is within airports? Or is this... Yeah, these are business travelers, right? Does that mean... Oh, so, so that's a good... Oh, you, I, I don't know. It, uh, maybe it's just in general. No, you... I, business travelers. You, you think... I thought this was like within... That makes sense. I don't know. Uh, the most expense brand in the restaurants is Starbucks, followed by McDonald's. The top five are Starbucks, McDonald's, Panera, Chick-fil-A, and Subway. Are so those maybe, Subways in the... No, no, Subways yeah, in airports. I don't know. I don't know if I've ever seen. So maybe this is just... This is just you're traveling. You're in Indianapolis. You're hungry. 
Is there a Panera around here? Yeah, there's 55 of them. Go on your phone and find it. What is it? What's number one? Starbucks. Of course. Because America runs on Starbucks. Oh, no, that's Dunkin'. My bad. My bad. Starbucks, McDonald's, Panera. Starbucks makes sense. You drink coffee. Everybody drinks coffee. You got to have coffee. McDonald's. People love McDonald's. I'm loving it. What was third? Panera. Never been in a Panera in my life. I have. How is it? Not that good. Not, not that good. Well, they bread? The food and bread, I believe. It's the food and bread. It's been, isn't bread food? Well. Do you guys have food? No, just bread. Okay. <laughs> Chick-fil-A and Subway. Chick-fil-A. People love Chick-fil-A. I've only had it once. Was it delicious? It was pretty good. You'd go back? In a pinch. But never, not in a pinch. No. You'd never seek it out. No. But you could in your life find yourself back at a Chick-fil-A. It wouldn't shock you. On a, on a like a, you know. Not even setting on a up road the parameters. Trip. It's just say, is a possibility you could find yourself Driving after a concert a I don't hungry. Think, I don't think so. It'd have to be. Something about it that made me feel, whoa. Whoa. All right. Well, that's coming down. Okay. I thought it was like something else was happening. I didn't know. I Earthquake? Like an animal was coming out or something. The thing's going to come all the way down. You might want to just help it. All right. So it doesn't take out your lamp. Seth has a very heavy vinyl poster that just decided to peel off the wall there. What do you mean, did I do it? Are you filming it? Could you... Oh, and my. I used to being filmed. Did you, were you filming it? <laughs> no, I wasn't filming it. I should have been. This is a. What do they call these? These are on. I don't know. What do they call them? They're on. Pylons? No. You know how when you're driving in a city and you. They're on the light poles, the light posts, lamp posts? Yeah, they're like. Thick, advertisements. Thick canvas. Can, for plaster advertisements. For things for, going on in the city. Yeah, like muse- museum shows and, and stuff like that. This is a show called Julius. Schulman's Los Angeles. It was a photo exhibit at the Los Angeles Public Library in downtown LA that ran from, can you see that? It ran from October 6th, 2007 till January 20th, 2008. So it's two-sided. Yeah. I have up the side, the, it's a, a photograph. A massive photograph of the Watts Towers. Isn't that amazing? It is. It was beautiful hanging right there on the wall. I don't know... What happened? It's just probably a bit too heavy for those. It's been adhesives. Op- adhesives. But it's that's okay. You have to just uh, let me just put this here because Wiz Khalifa just signed with uh, uh, 3M to promote a new adhesive. <laughs> so that's gonna be perfect for yeah. me. Because he had a lot to do with the development of the color of the packaging. Because he's now in the adhesive space. Color color spectrum <laughs> adhesive space. Wow, that was a lot to... What were we even talking about? We were talking about me getting you to a Chick-fil-A, if there's any possibility that that I mean, could happen. It, it's, it, it, You're not ruling it out. I guess not. I mean, I can't rule it out. No. But it was not good enough the first time that you said to yourself... I could see myself in a couple weeks grabbing lunch here. That was a good chicken sandwich. Yeah. That's the impression I was under with Chick-fil-A. It's one of those places, like a Shake Shack, where people are compelled to go back. Yeah. Because it's so delicious. I guess I didn't feel compelled. Interesting. Okay. Have you ever been in a Subway? Yes. 
Okay. But that's something you'd find yourself going back to. Yeah, but not in not in any sort of again. A, just a just because McDonald's. Do you find yourself in McDonald's? Uh, ever so often. Okay, so it's really Starbucks is where you could see yourself again. Yeah. Could I fi- can I outfit you in a Starbucks reserve? Uh, yeah, I guess high ceilings, Kangos on the baristas. You mean deep can- woods? Kangos? Well, uh, different chapeaus that uh, should not be worn. Today, ever. <laughs> ever maybe no, maybe if it's a photograph of like a beatnik on Venice Beach in the 60s, it could pass, should not be seeing it in June of 2018. But are they Starbucks branded hats? No, it's just people are... expressing themselves. Oh, so it's through their caps. So you think these hats are worn outside of the workplace? Oh, as well? most definitely, these are owned personal items. Yes. So they're allowed to wear their own personal flair? There's a flair? certain flair that they have. So there is no uniform, per se? No, unless you call suspenders and kangos a uniform, which you should, because, because I've got us matching suspender kango outfits for our live show in Ferndale, Michigan, on Saturday night, wool May pant. thick pants. You can see those Saturday night, May 26th in Ferndale, Michigan yes, the magic at the bag. Magic Bag. If you want, you can see us in different outfits on Friday night. Might be a little too hot. July 27th. For the wool pant. Maybe a wool short. No, we're going with an old-timey Prohibition-era swimsuit trunk. Like, like a, a one Black piece. and white stripe what, kind yes, of. Yes, to match the sort of Turner Hall's feel of wrestling. We're going to wrestle on the stage okay. before and after and during the show. That's at the Turner Hall Ballroom in Milwaukee, Wisconsin on Friday night. July 27th? Yes. Dare I say that? That is correct. Um, USA Today snapshots. Pardon me. You have a sip of that yerba mate. How do you pronounce that? Yerba mate. Ooh. Say that again. Yerba mate. Oh, yeah, dude. Brought to you by... G-E-Z's yerba mate. Takashi 69's yerba blend. <laughs> Rainbow yerba blend. 60% of IT professionals predict cyber attacks against government and commercial firms will worsen and could lead to a cyber war. Whoa. <laughs> cyber war, bruh. We should write that movie right now. Cyber war. Um, yeah. They poison the water supply. Cyber I, uh... They took down the electrical grid! Cyber war. I'm just doing the trailer right now. I'm creating... I always start when I write a screenplay with not a logline, with my actual trailer, my dialogue from just the trailer. Just one-liners from the trailer. I can see that. Yeah. I mean, we do know that almost everything has been breached to some capa- in some capacity. To the point to some where... Extent. I, I can't been... tell you the last one that happened because I don't pay attention to it they were like, have you been in an Applebee's in the last six months? I say no, so I stop paying attention. But if you have, your credit card is now yeah. entrusted with a small cadre of Ukrainian teenagers. But yeah. It's, um... Everything's been breached. Just about. So it goes to, it would... So with, at go, some point... S- the, serve reason that in due time... Yeah, that that could, one... Instead of stealing your Outback Steakhouse, like, rewards number, that, you know, they'll... Shut down the fucking bank. The bank. <laughs> By banks, I mean all banks. The, the institutions, the monies. That's why they can't get to my crypto. That's what. That's why I ain't worried. Or actually, should you be extra worried if everything is online? If all your shit's online, it only though, exists there. 
Yeah, then if they can get to that, at least with your actual money, you can't pack into my fucking shoebox on the wall. That's why that fucking poster came down because you don't know all behind there. It's all safe. It's like empty Jordan boxes of money. <laughs> can you get into that, hackers? Um, Shut down that. You can't. I, FDIC insured, it doesn't matter. It's in my fucking wall in empty Jordan boxes. <laughs> Let me break you off something. You hungry? Go and stop at Chick-fil-A on the way home. Here's a 20. Um... I don't, I don't know about the. I think I think cryptocurrency is safer because it's somehow because it's stupid. It, yeah, because it's so dumb, <laughs> and so hackers don't fuck with that. Because it's so stupid, they don't even so, fuck with it. They're just like whatever. They're like who cares? <laughs> keep Fucking it. Keep it. So dumb. I don't know. Just yeah, I can't tell. I can, like everything I read about that it says. Well, of course Warren Buffett would say it's stupid. Because it makes they're, they're saying because all of his money is real money, yeah. Which, by real, I just yeah, mean yeah, yeah. money. The real. So of course he'll talk shit about something. Well, he that, has billions of dollars in this. Of course he's going to talk shit about this because he doesn't have any money in and it. And it also goes against sort of the the. It it it, it could not only it not not that it doesn't make sense to him, but that he doesn't agree or uh, identify with the the philosophy behind it, but also that it threatens it stands to well, he, threaten his it, yeah. you know he has all his money in this of course he's going to talk shit about this because he has no money in it and it's not where he's going to have any money and it doesn't yeah but then i also think is it possible that he's talking shit about it because it's stupid i don't know i don't know because i don't know anything about anything exactly as me as well let's bump it <laughs> it was just bumped <laughs> i'll tell you what you'd know about you know about contact in the desert it's an epic weekend of adventure into the science of UFOs, extraterrestrial life, ancient aliens, human origins, crop can circles. Can we please go to one Government of these? disclosure. We can go to this. It's June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Indian Wells, California. It's at the Renaissance Resort. I already looked up, though. They're fucking straight booked out at the of Renaissance. Of course they are. So we'll have to get... Have you looked? Yeah. I was just like, that's a kind of a crazy place to do it. There, The rooms are sold out. And I would really like to be... In, in the main, I want well, to soak up the lobby atmosphere. I don't want to put us in a fucking adjacent hotel. Um, Billy Carson is going to be there. What if we just stay up all night? Why well, you're not going to sleep anyway? So why get a room? We'll we'll nap in the dance if we have to take a quick, you know, run out there for a half hour. Billy Carson will be there talking about space anomalies and the Anunnaki. The the title of this year's Contact in the Desert is The Year of Disclosure, because apparently at this particular Contact in the Desert 2018, everything's getting put on the table this year. There's not, we're not holding anything back. Billy Carlson will delve deep into the Enuma Elish and the Seven Tablets of Creation. These amazing tablets go into great detail about the creation of our solar system. What are the, these? This is the... Uh, Enuma Elish in the Seven Tablets of Creation. These tablets go that into I, great detail about, about the creation of our solar system and the beginnings of life as we know it. Okay. Billy Carlson heads a team of anomaly hunters who tires, tirelessly pour over millions of official photos from space agencies worldwide. Using close to one million images from official sources... Billy and his team have discovered thousands of anomalies that are hidden in plain sight. 
it appears that NASA and Caltech try to cover up some of the images with distortion or blurring, yet they always leave a few breadcrumbs behind for them to find. Don't they, though? Don't they, though? Because they're sloppy. (laughs) What has been found on Venus, Mars, it not only suggests the active presence of extraterrestrials, but the expansion of a human-based secret space program in breakaway civilizations. Once known as the Anunnaki, these alien beings have influenced our species from the very depths of what it means to be human. Billy and his team suggest that they still walk amongst us through institutions of finance and control. Buffett. However, we have something that they will never have, and once we learn to reclaim our power, they will no longer control our future. Though he's not saying what we have. We have something that they will never have, but they don't tell us what that is. I'm not sure. Well, we have to go and spend we have to go find out. Four hundred and yeah, I mean, uh, what is it? It's it close is four seventy for a couple. Just pass. To, yeah, a couple's pass just to get in. The room rates were insane at the Renaissance. We're not sleeping. It doesn't matter. Um, they were a. It is the Babylonian creation myth. The seven tablets. Yes, they were. Recovered in 1849 mm-hmm. in fragmentary form okay. in the ruined library of the Ashurbanipal in Nivea. Not, no, that's not right. In Nineveh. Activia? In Iraq. And Iraq. Fuck. <laughs> and published by George Smith in 1876. Oh, okay. Okay. Uh, it's the Enuma Ellis. It's about a thousand lines is recorded on old Babylonian seven clay tablets, each Definitely. holding between 115 and 170 lines. Most of tablet five has never been recovered. I know that. That's Aside insane. from this, though, lacuna, the text is almost complete. Almost complete. The, it's the year of disclosure. Is when I, all I'm, That's all I'm saying to you, June 1st, 2nd, and 3rd in Indian Wells. Tablet five, building seven, the year of disclosure. Doesn't say anything about aliens in the Wikipedia, but that's typical. Hey, come on now. Is that a breadcrumb? What is that? What is that? Rye? Sourdough? It seems to be recognized that it has a lot of similarities to the Hebrew Genesis creation narrative. Okay. We'll see. We'll we'll report back. So we contact in the desert. We We go, go, we learn. We buy a couple's pass. We don't get a room. No. Because we should probably not sleep or we're going to sleep we'll just crash on disclosure? we'll just crash at somebody's on somebody's floor listen these sessions go all night so we'll crash in a bathtub if we have to but when everyone's hanging out late night and that's when the real knowledge is getting yeah, dispersed. Yeah, we don't want to have to like, oh, I'm oh, going to yeah. go back to our... By the way, I'm going to go back to my 1993 Plymouth Sundance with Jonathan. We're going to take a nap. We'll be back and miss all the knowledge from 4 a.m. to 6 a.m. So we'll pretty much just Navy SEAL it and really just meth it out. Yeah. If we just, you know, yeah, really just focus on being like on crystal methamphetamine. <laughs> and then that's when we'll really start speaking the knowledge. Yeah, there's going to be a lot of great speakers there. Um, oh, shit. David Wilcock is there. I wasn't sure. Okay. Richard Dolan, uh, Michael Tellinger, Nick Pope. Oh, Jimmy Church. A word in the blogosphere was that Jimmy Church wasn't going to make it this year, but apparently he is. So that's 
that's a relief at the Renaissance Resort. How's that party going on that weekend? Fun. There's a lot of information being bandied about. Uh, information may not be the best. A lot of words being spoken. Let's just say that. <laughs> a lot of ideas or notions or opinions being um, Whoa, disseminated. Whoa, there's like a 360 dome experience. Yeah, too. that's a little extra. You got to make it a reservation for that. I couldn't get us in on that. It's too late. That's a 2019 experience. If 2018 was the year of disclosure, who the fuck has any idea what 2019 is? Uh, George Sukulas. Yeah, he's there. Sukulas. George Sukulas and George and Ori, all the great Georges. Whew. They're all going to be there. George Clooney, George Nori, George Skukalas. George Takai, is he around? George Takai is still with us, and he will be there. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah, good times. Only white people. Only white men. Interesting. And a couple of, actually, uh, a couple of natives. Billy, a couple of First Nations. Our guy, Billy Carson, is actually a black dude. Oh, really? Yeah. Okay, that's good. Space Anomalies in the Anunnaki. So, I don't know, his team, he has a multi-ethnic team that's finding these breadcrumbs. Oh, Billy Carson, there he is. Yeah. It's odd, because Handsome Man, set apart from some of these other dudes, it's it's quite interesting. Hmm. This is a lot. Yeah, he's, he's on Gaia TV. Okay. So, he's reputable. I mean, he's talking about anti-gravity in this one, and fuck, there's yeah. a lot. I gotta do some. I gotta. Oh, you can I go gotta deep. brush up before the sh- before the before. I, mean, I only got 15 days, so yeah, we he'll gotta go. Get on it. It's a four day. I mean, that's a four days. Well, I mean, the universe is very old. Vast solar system is very vast. So four days, really? What is that? Yeah. In the solar system, type you know, in that sitch. Yeah. True. Um, speaking of travel, let's speak about some earthbound travel. Interesting. Um, the world's busiest airport. That title for 2017 will go to a familiar address. The Hartsfield-Jackson Atlanta International Airport is forecast to take that title for 2017, making the 20th consecutive year that the airport has hosted more passengers than any other airport on the planet, Nibiru. Um, According to preliminary full year passenger numbers for 2017 released Monday by the Airport Council International, Atlanta finished ahead of number two Beijing and third place Dubai. The biggest shakeup for U.S. airports came in New York, where the New York JFK airport fell out of the global top 20. Whoa. Atlanta also counted more than 100 million passengers for the third year in a row. For the year that just ended, Atlanta's passenger count came in at 103,902,992, according to ACI's preliminary numbers. Number two. Prelim numbers. This is just on Earth, though. This is not... Yes. Number two, Beijing at 95.7 million. That's that's total... That's okay. Total passengers. What was Atlanta? 
103,902,000. China. Beijing, 95.7 million. Dubai, 88.2 million. Tokyo, Haneda, 85.4 million. LAX at number five at 84.5 million. Been there? I've been there a couple of times. Happy to be a part of that. Always sucks. Terrible airport. You think that Atlanta airport is just the worst? It's the best. It's, it's the best. It's not the best. Denver's the best. Atlanta works. Well, you're only saying Denver's the best because that's where the fucking because you can land. You, you can, can go underground you, with the Anunnaki. And see no, it's real just, relatives. It's the most. It's the most best laid Efficient? out airport hub. Atlanta, though, for how busy it is, is incredibly efficient how are the dining crazy options? well i ate at a pf chang's there interesting was a little disappointed because my favorite many people's favorite item on the menu at Orange pf chicken? chang's now it's a garlic noodle which is essentially a spaghetti with spaghetti. uh it's a spaghetti uh it spooks you and then you eat it um no it's it's literally like a buttery ginger it's fettuccine alfredo it's chinese it's fettuccine so alfredo. dirty and rich they don't have it on the menu at the airport one because what? it's so popular that it, people miss many, flights. No, too many people order yeah. it and they like are just like, right we now. can't. So everyone's missing their flights. What? Well, look. Uh, so I added, ate at a PF Chang's there, texted with Owensby while I was in, in the airport. It was, a, I had a bit of a layover. Atlanta's own. Uh, Atlanta's favorite son. Um, yeah, Atlanta's prodigal. Um, it's video drum. Anybody want to, wants to pick up a DVD? Well, they still can. You want to get something on Blu-ray? Um, call your boy. <laughs> call Holler your, boy your boy over at Videodrome. Um, but um, but it's massive and it feels very I love functional. The LAX is twenty years in a row, dude. It's a mess. It's a fucking dump. It's a mess. You kidding me? I've heard that the only way that they could fix the problems with LAX is if they built a LAX second. Two. They built a second airport elsewhere like adjacent and then finally just close the original airport that they cannot renovate LAX As in is. any way that 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 will ever fix the problem. So we're fucked. Yeah, we won't ever do that. I want you to go to all I want you to make it at some point to all of these airports. So you need to go to Dubai, Beijing. Dubai, Japan, Tokyo, Japan and Beijing. Is would, that possible? I would love to think that at some point... At I some could, point, you'll I be in all that. of those airports, eating at the P.F. Chang's at, at each, each airport. And seeing which one has garlic noodles. Which noodle. one has garlic noodles? Anybody. Is there a Jimmy John's in Dubai? You know what the answer is? Probably fuck yeah. I don't know. You hit up the UAE, United Arab Emirates. Jonathan, you're in like... You... It's your idea of what a food court should be here only exists in, in the UAE. Yeah. You pull up in your personalized Lambo that you get at the airport, and then you're just like, holy shit, there's Chick-fil-A next to a fucking Burger King? Inside of a Starbucks? Next to an El Pollo Loco? Inside of a Chipotle? Yeah, you're in Dubai, bitch. Um, it's not a place I have any real interest in going. To Dubai? Yeah. What? Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I don't. It, although it does look insane and and wild and incredible, I just there's something about it, the way that it's been built and the the kind of um, somewhat oppressive culture that. You want to support that? I don't know if I could really enjoy that amount of. It just doesn't seem. Even if right. someone from the royal family listened to the show. 
and offered you one million dollars to come do an episode, do a one one man show, a one man show, <laughs> where his son plays Please. me, and then you video make Skype would, it and make me watch I would it. Do that for free. It'd be like, I'm making a million dollars. Look at this little fucking twelve year old twerp, Dubai twerp, who's playing you. <laughs> Talking about the Boston Red Sox. Talking about the Red Sox. They made him kind of look like you. He's wearing a stupid Western fucking cowboy shirt. How are you doing? <coughs> uh, that would be rough for me. Yeah. You know, I I hate to go back to the Hummus and Pita Company. You know, Mediterranean fast casual known for its signature dessert hummuses they, that we talked they, about. Have they opened yet? <laughs> no, we're still waiting for them to get here. But in the meantime of them landing in LA, this is what they just dropped on me. They're debuting the world's first hummus shake. Dog, this is gross. Listen to this. The all-natural hummus hummus shake begins with a blended base of real chickpeas, tahini, banana, dates, and almond milk. All right. These good-for-you ingredients are high in protein, fiber, vitamins, and minerals, low in calories, and they contain healthy, natural fats that fuel the body. Available in original. I don't know what that is. I guess that would be like tahini and hummus. Chocolate, strawberry, pistachio, and butter pecan. So here I am, I'm having a cookie dough hummus dessert, and how do I, but I really, this is my dessert hummus, I really need a, it may be an aperitif, or maybe it's a post, I need a hummus shake. Butter pecan, please. Yeah, I don't know. This is the spot, dog. I'm waiting for it to get here. It doesn't sound good to me. It's fucking Cineholic is here. Did you have one of those? Oh, man. Did that treat you right? I brought Seth a Cineholic. I brought myself and Seth a Cineholic. That was today. very nice of you. What a treat that is. You're mining your own beeswax, and someone walks in with a vegan cinnamon roll and hands it to you. Um, That's a friend. Seth had mentioned that they were very good, and I wanted to believe him, um, and he was right. It is. Did I steer you wrong? Fucking so good. Not cheap. Five bucks. That's a lot, probably, right? It's a lot. I'm so... I thought it was going to be bigger. Distorted of what anything size. costs, because everything is too much. Well, I don't everything know... Everything vegan is too I don't much. Even, that, I don't even think I mean that in LA. I think just in, in America, world. no matter where you live, everything that you buy costs more than it should cost. Yes, just about. I would say. Yeah, just about. From like your jeans to your gas, you know, to your milk. Yeah. It's all too much. Yeah. It changes in different places, which is also kind of I fucked guess up. I guess it's probably it's better like in some places than it is in others. It's cheaper still in some places. too much everywhere. Although every motherfucker, call the voicemail. I'm the fucking stupid asshole over here spending so much on avocados. How come every person that called the voicemail is like, dog, from Canada to Vermont, my avocados are 79 cents. Is this a, could be this a... I don't understand tariffs and taxes. Or is know, this a but California thing? But don't we grow them? I don't all know. Of they, we grow them is, in Mexico. All so of I don't Ohio know if maybe is, when they come over the border, they, they, we, they get taxed I think they just know that we something? are so fucking avocado crazy here that we'll pay whatever for them because like we're fucking... And so we just spend two fifty on an avocado and everybody else that called me from everywhere, North Dakota, they're a dollar. Interesting. Yeah. It's like how Marlboro Reds are like, you know... $29 in Manhattan. And 27 cents in Thailand. Yeah. You know? Okay. We're at an Indian reservation outside of Seattle. They're yeah, like, like a, a buck, buck 50. Buck 10. Just keep them smoking. Buy all my cigarettes at Indian reservations outside of Seattle. It's, 
seems like a smart yeah. uh, smart way to go. Neither. Yeah. Stock so, up for the year. Issaquah. I get all of my my cigarettes all come from Issaquah, Washington. Uh, same sex mating behaviors amongst male insects. This is something. We, what, what, what would we we have to? We talk about sex. Insects. That's the section. That's what it's called. Insects. insects. Uh, Jonathan presents. Jonathan, <laughs> Doctor Jonathan Preston. Doctor Jonathan Preston presents <laughs> insects. Insects. Same-sex mating behavior amongst male insects is much more likely to be due to incompetence than sexual preference, male-male competition, or ever evolutionary motivation. This type of behavior is well recognized, but paradoxical in the animal world. It carries all the costs of time and energy as well as risking disease or injury, but offers no benefits towards the main function of mating, fertilization, and the propagation of genes. Despite this, more than 100 species of insects engage in same-sex mating behavior. And in some species, the same-sex mating is more common than heterosexual mating. Why does evolution allow this seemingly wasteful behavior to exist? There are a number of theories about why same-sex mating persists, including gaining advantage by practicing copulation. So that's just, just brushing up on skills? Practice. Practice fucking. Perfect. Or establishing social dominance over male rivals and reducing f their fertilization success. What does that mean? I guess by... Fucking them? Fucking them out until they can't... <laughs> I'm gonna fuck this dude up. <laughs> because it's a rival? Yeah. I'm gonna fuck this rival out. Yeah. So he can't so he can't do anything. Wait He's, a minute. He'd be all fucked out. He can't. <laughs> How do I fuck this rival out of the game? I'm gonna fuck him. <laughs> Other reasons might include a limited ability to recognize female mates. Due to vision? Either because of social conditioning or for genetic reasons. Like bad bad eyesight. Is it would that be it? Like, Poor peepers? Yeah, maybe. <laughs> Is that a chick? I think. Fuck it. Find out. Uh, researchers used experimental evolution. Yeah, they did. Yeah, <laughs> we go. And then this is where I jump in. <laughs> to find out what might cause same-sex behavior in one particular species of insect, the red flower beetle. That's flower, F-L-O-U-R. In the study published in Animal Behavior, results showed that within populations of mostly female beetles, the males were most like, much more likely to copulate with other males. When there were a lot of females. The researchers concluded that where there was much less pressure to find the right mate, the beetles simply made more mistakes. Because... <laughs> They're saying that because they came from an evolutionary background where mistakes are not so costly for reproductive success. Yeah. So they're saying that that is a that is a mistake. They have a bevy of all these beautiful flower female flower beetles, but they're having sex with the male beetles. Why? Why was it? Because there's by accident. Eh. Oops. Because there's no that they. Need to find a mate is not the pressure to find a mate is not on because there's it's a more heavily it's more heavily populated with female beetles so so many it will female happen. beetles it will happen eventually so, so I'm just gonna go fuck all fuck these everything. dudes just fucking everything 
And eventually. Dudes. <laughs> and then if I get around to it, I'll get married. <laughs> when I'm older. Uh. They came from an evolutionary background where mistakes are not so costly for reproductive success. By contrast, in male-biased conditions where there is much more intense selection on males to find the right mate in order to achieve reproductive success, same-sex matings were less frequent. So if it's all dudes... Less women. Less women. They don't bone down on dudes. They're more focused on boning down on ladies. Even though they have all of these dudes, it's like the white party... Yeah. You'd think I'm at this great party. I don't understand it. Nor ex- do I. Exactly. We're but it does seem to me that maybe Well, because they we were talking about the in the episode before last, I think, we were talking about the the fruit flies, right? Or that they now that they we can we can assume that sex feels good no matter what you are. That there is a reward involved. You mean in the brain? Or in the body, or that there is a physical or mental reward given f- for... Ejaculation. Or just for 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 mating. Climax. Mating. For, I guess it has to be rewards for both, I would think, both parties. Um, unless all the female insects fake it as well. Um, but uh, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's... Yeah. it's uh, so that, so if maybe it feels good to have sex, okay, no matter what you are, and in a place where you're not having to maybe be in such dire, if you're not somehow aware of the fact that this is a, it's very pot, I don't understand, but that there's plenty of mating to be done yeah. that, that you are more nonchalant about where you where you do that because it's like oh whatever it's going to be it'll all work out it's going to feel but great. in a situation where it's a little bit more dire and that it's possible you will be looked over as a mate that you that you're saving that Focus. and focusing it directly on one of those types of 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 meetings and, and or greetings yeah i don't know that's a lot it's so weird that's a lot to take in. I just don't know also what can be I, it's just this these leaps that get taken like you're saying and Yeah, cuz we don't where they start now they at some point they observe something but then they project something and then they're obviously trying to relate that obviously to human behavior because our you know we're trying to figure out where it is that we stack up in all of that and I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't know. It's a lot of scientists Watching a lot of insects have a wonderful time. <laughs> yeah. I've got a report here that some animals at the Wakatee Zoo in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, are showing signs of psychological distress. Inspectors with the U.S. Department of Agriculture determined that the animals at the Wakatee Zoo are showing signs of psychological distress. This was a conclusion the agency, agency inspectors came to after conducting an investigation at the facility last month. The USDA's report states that two bears were seen repeatedly pacing in their enclosure and only stopped when visitors threw peanuts at them. A male baboon was also reportedly seen pacing over and over in figure eights. That's not good. No. A second male baboon 
repeatedly rocked back and forth and tossed his head, stood up, circled in place, and then resumed rocking. Inspectors also noted a male macaw. Is that, uh, it's a parrot? Continued to exhibit abnormal behaviors. He has floating limb syndrome, they said, where his left leg slowly floats up, he sees his left leg, and then he attacks his left leg. That's probably not good. Is it a is that a bird? I'll look that up. It's M M A C A Q U E. I don't need, I should have looked no. up how to pronounce that. I don't, I don't think I did that right. Inspectors determined that all of these animals were showing signs of distress. This fucking zoo, Jonathan, in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, this family owned zoo, I looked up a, their Yelp reviews from this year. It is a type of monkey. A monkey. A monkey. <coughs> that makes sense, right? <coughs> it's Old world monkey. Not good when all of the one star Yelp reviews from this year. In referencing the zoo, put zoo in quotations. Never a good sign in your Yelp review. Never a good sign when all the reviews put restaurant in quotations. It's like an animal asylum. So, yeah. Family owned. So, it's just... We really got to get rid of that. That can't be good. Definitely refine and reform the laws. If the game is going to exist at all, (laughs) at least do it on a full-scale... Yeah, you have to employ, like... Biologists and shit yes. as well. And do it your, has to be like do a, your best to mitigate the signs of psychological distress, even though you're not. But at least put up the facade for the children to get to go on field trips. We don't want to take off a field trip place because we got to do something with these kids every once in a while. But do your best. Poor fucking animals. So yeah, that looks like um, from these reviews from the USDA report and from the Yelp reviews. Not good. No. And when a bear is just pacing and just stopping when peanuts whack it in the head. Hey, bear. And why are peanuts being whipped at the bears? <laughs> and what else is happening at this fucking zoo? This, fa- I'm going to throw quotations yeah. on. Family, family owned. owned family zoo. owned diner in like <laughs> the Wakatake. That's fine. The Chattahoochee. The Hoochie Coochie, whatever the fuck. You should only be 10 zoos. San Diego, Cincinnati, Los... Your zoo has to be... A city. In a, in a city. In a major... A major city. Rich city. All the donors have given the money to at least give the children the facade that the animals are not dying. Yeah. It cannot be family-owned on the outskirts of a dirt road so in a bad. county. So bad. With hoochie or coochie or any X's in it. There can't be any X's in the name. Wakahachi? Nope. Can't be any X's in the name of your place. Oh, it's tough. It is tough. But from what I read, they've been trying to shut this place down for like 25 years because this has been happening. So it's just one of those things where like, you don't. we will be reading this story in episode It's like it's un-American to shut it down. Like yeah. they're allowed hey, to. Come on, this is a family owned. Don't you love Family. What are you, one of them city folks that hates family? Uh, I, yeah, yes, but... Oh, fuck. Actually, yes, but... <laughs> not for family. It's like a family. But your family? Who? <laughs> what the fuck are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? <laughs> what about your family? That's your brother. What? I don't uh, know. So bad. Just kidding, family. Beautiful, of course, precious, cabagool. Yeah, cabagool. Kaba, cabagool. <laughs> kaba, cabagool. Sex. Back on sex. Yes. This is human about human sex? sex now. This is my My department. favorite kind. <laughs> this is Dr. Seth Joseph's in the house now. Sex is not just for the young. 40% of U.S. adults age 65 to 80 
say that they are having sex. And even more of them, 73% are satisfied with their disgusting old sex lives. <laughs> no, uh, even more of them. 73% are satisfied with their sex lives, according to a new survey. Love surveys. Mm. Uh, this sexy survey does show that sex declines with age and illness. It also finds that older men say that they are more sexually active and more sexually interested than older women. Of course, they, that's... Of course they. But women report more sexual satisfaction among really? among seniors with spouses or partners 54% said that they are sexually active okay overall the survey shows that sex is an important part of the lives of older people and part and a part that probably doesn't get the attention it deserves because it's so nauseating survey says <laughs> old boners <laughs> Um, overall, the survey shows, okay, it doesn't get the attention it deserves, said sociologist Erica Solway, associate director of the National Poll on Healthy Aging at the University of Michigan. Michigan. Ferndale. Get your tickets. Ferndale. Uh, magic bag. The poll periodically surveys older Americans on a range of topics. The sex survey was done online in late 2017 and included 1,002 randomly selected participants. It received funding from the AARP, the Aging Advocacy Group. Among the findings, when asked whether they were currently sexually active, 46% of those ages 65 to 70 said yes. As did 39% of those ages 71 to 75. Okay. And 25% of those ages 76 to 80. That's a lot. Twenty five percent? A lot of years, a lot of Both. percent. Twenty five percent seventy six to eighty. So that's let's say eighty. Those are two eighty year olds. Fucking <laughs> The researchers All for it. Yes. The researchers did They're not safe def- though. These old they forget. forget the researchers did not define currently. So some people could have been referring to the past couple of years while others referring to the past couple of weeks. Hours. I mean, you have to define currently. Yeah, I mean, I guess they're just trying to be scientific about it. Or they're just trying to be like, hey, we didn't actually define that, so we can't say for sure that it's... We should ask. You should be like, when was the last time you had sex? Yeah, 1970s. Well, currently, I uh, took a quaalude... I think I got laid 1971 at a party, maybe, in Topanga. Maybe. No, I meant like this morning. So, now this is my kind of study. Why in the world, if you were a researcher and a doctor and a scientist, if you were given the option to spend your days watching flower beetles walk away from a group of beautiful flower beetle women and just like, Throw it down with their homie. With the homies, these two seem to be good friends. They're always, oh no, they're fucking too. When you could be over here watching 80 year olds, not fuck. Wa- no, they're not. Well, well they gotta them. watch them. <laughs> they're just asking. Questions. Oh, why? Well, no, that's not my kind of science. My science is I you put it, it on, you take it in the lab. Yeah, I'm like fucking Kinsey, I'm hiding in the fucking closet with the Johns. All right, go, go. <laughs> Having the prostitutes write it down. What do they say? What do they do? 
How long do you say he lasted? Because I was in the closet. <laughs> that wasn't nine minutes. Um, at all. I like to do my closet research. Field, 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 field research. closet. So they're not watching the 80-year-olds fuck. They're just asking if they ever have fucked. And because most 80-year-olds have dementia, when they say, yeah, I'm Currently. fucking, they don't know what they're talking about. They're thinking about when they got laid in the prom in 1940. Oh, yeah. Um, oh, I'd be fucking... So seniors with spouses or partners, 54% are sexually active. So about uh, half, a little over half. Okay. Now, but that's it. But 65 to 80, seven of, of people 65 to 80, 73% are satisfied with their sex lives. That's fantastic. Because, well, that could be your expectations. It could be, have become so lowered. Or may or maybe no. I think it's maybe that you just you think you're having you just figured having, it out. You've, that's you think that they're just taking you that long, but you've you've but you're sort of a, worked you've, it you've out. Reached a place you're where on, there's a, you're on a good program. Good program. You know, I don't know, man. You, I, I don't know, man. It'd be hard to think that an eighty year old is like boning down, like for real, for real. What do you the mean? way one must bone down for it to be a satisfactory experience. You mean like hands on hip? I mean, I, I just mean like... What are you saying? Like, I, I'm talking about laying sideways, gasping for air, and maybe like, is it in? No, come on. Maybe that could be like, this was satisfactory. Because I didn't die. Because I'm alive. <laughs> As opposed to straight fucking. <laughs> Shit getting real. But I mean... Like, six wow, that was a crazy sesh. As opposed to like, I made it! Well, but I'm, you're talking... All right, you're talking about the very far end of the spectrum that they're looking at. Yeah, I'm only dealing with the 80-year-olds. That's what I 79 to 80-year-olds <laughs> only I watch. That's all I watch. <laughs> yeah. It's intense. It's good, though. Hope they're being safe. Protecting one another. You mean like using condoms? Yo, I don't think yes. they have to do that anymore. <laughs> no, there's a lot of STDs going That's around these true. old folks' We songs. know about that. Because all they do, they sit in those fucking and saunas. And pass just, the trash. Fuck. Yeah. Pass it around, Gladys. <laughs> We're all going to be gone soon anyway. Come okay. here. Herbert, is that your dick? <laughs> We're all dying. In many ways. I don't know. It's good. It's old good people to, have orgies? Or old people invented orgies. Right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Everyone needs a break for one reason or another. And SAG-AFTRA, it's the Screen Actors Guild. SAG-AFTRA understands. What does AFTRA stand for? Association, Federation, Television, Radio, Assholes. I don't know. Fuck that shit. <laughs> television, Radio, Assholes. <laughs> I remember a SAG. I don't know if I can do this merger. Yeah. Vote on that. Fuck your merger. Fuck your merger. <laughs> I'm a film actor. SAG After understands life happens and we have solutions for personal circumstances that prevent you from auditioning and working as a SAG After member. Perhaps you're raising a family or caring for parents or just stepping away from performing for a year. <laughs> to hone your craft a bit better. <laughs> yes, getting back into that Brian Reese cold acting technique on Fountain that you've heard about, that you've driven by. Who are all those people standing outside intently saying things in each other's faces? That's a cold acting reading workshop on Fountain. 
$250 a month, four classes a month. Have you done that? No, I've never done that one. That shit. What about the one that's on, that's the one on Fountain? Yeah. What about the one on Santa Monica on the corner? Give it to me. West of, I'm getting my West, I'm with you. West of Fairfax on the southwest corner, there was always this playhouse and there was always, it was had to be a scene study or something class, like across from like 7969 Club and stuff. You know what oh, I'm that's about? um, that's that an like actual. A, that's a Lee Strasberg. Oh, it's like a real. I think it's his school because they're always outside too. Oh, yeah. There, like, are they, are they gonna fight? Yeah, like, is that guy gonna punch I'm that girl? Oh my bad, just a scene. They're getting divorced. <laughs> Holy shit! Holy shit! I almost, I almost tackled that guy. God, you're good, sir. Yeah, you're a wonderful thespian. Will never work. <laughs> um, don't let your dues lapse and run the risk of termination in the process. As a SAG after member, they'll kill you. No, they'll kill you dead. <laughs> As a SAG after member, you have the option to change your active membership status to quote honorable withdrawal, like a car. <laughs> like an that's like, what I'm doing. That's what I've been doing for the last ten years. I've honorably been withdrawn. honorably withdrawn. Honorably, honorably though. Can you dishonor? I was on. <laughs> I'd like to dishonorably withdrawn. I was honorably discharged <laughs> from SAG. from the military. No, from SAG AFTRA. So I've not had to pay my dues twice a year for the last decade. I'm actually taking some time for me. They threw me in the Caring break. my parents, caring for my parents, <laughs> raising a quote-unquote family, my cat, and thinking about a cold reading technique workshop. Uh, this fucking stupid city is so fucking stupid. I've honorably withdrawn. <laughs> I've honorably withdrawn from the union to save my $103 union dues. You don't work, so your dues don't cost you no money. Just pay them like I've been doing every year, dreaming something might happen, that I might crash into somebody or somebody might crash into me and because they're drunk and they're on their third DUI and it's a producer if they say to me, if you don't say anything, I'll put you on New Amsterdam. <laughs> I mean, that's literally all I'm trying to do is have me put into a scenario where bodily struck. harm is caused to me, struck by a car, by a fist at a fucking party, Somebody gets real drunk at a party and they punch me in the face and everyone's like, oh my God, he's going to sue you. And he's like, don't sue me, dude. I'm already in Brooklyn, two lawsuits. I'm a producer on New Amsterdam. Do you want me to talk to on New Amsterdam? I'm like, yes, producer, man. And I'll walk through with my scrubs and get rogue and rip up the rules. How'd you get that job? I got punched in the face at a party. In Beachwood. <laughs> Beachwood. I ended up at a party. It was really cool. I haven't been out in a while. I was going to start drinking again, but then this guy hit me. Maybe. Maybe I got to set that scene up myself. and Stage it. Stage it. Follow somebody who I know has left Delilah on Santa like Monica, and they are drunk. And then come out, out of the shadows. Ah! Like the dash cam you see in China where people like yeah. run at the windshields and dive into it. Oh, my leg! <laughs> really? I was driving in China. That looks unsafe. Yeah, it's wild. Do that, but like off of a side street on Santa Monica and be Smart. like, I th you killed me. And be like, listen, man. Yeah, you listen, maybe like, man. if you could like maybe get like a, some, like a, a waiter or like a bartender at like a bougie restaurant to like, yeah. you know, pay him a few hundred bucks to text Shonda Rhimes to is call here. You. She's fucking drunk. She's leaving in a second. She's leaving. She's, leaving in 10 minutes. She's fucking drunk. She's getting on a Tesla. She shouldn't be driving. Like, come running out. Oh! Just dive into the windshield. Shondaland! So Seth has his own show. 
on Shondaland. <laughs> Crazy turn of events. Like, just come on. Anything. Anything. This stupid fucking city is collapsing. Or maybe it isn't. Maybe it's thriving more than it ever has. I don't know. I don't know. It's been 20 fucking three years on the outside kind of trying, like, looking in. Is it surviving? Fogging thriving? up the windows. Just fogging the windows. <laughs> is it thriving or dying? I don't know. I think it's thriving. Because every year they still make all the stuff. Yeah. So. You're sort of like that. That chimp that just keeps kind of figure eighting, fogging up the fucking window and figure eighting. Maybe if somebody hits me with a peanut, I can sue him. I got a peanut in the eye. But maybe we got to stage it. I think we could probably. Maybe we got to stage it. We shouldn't talk about it much more. Yeah, do that. Greg Berlanti, he's got like fifteen shows that are going to be on TV this year. It's like a new record. I could probably get him to run me over somehow. He drinks, doesn't he? Does he still drink? I don't know if he drinks, but we got to find a producer. Network executive, Les Moonves, coming outside of Craig's. Does he ever drink? If he had one glass of wine at Craig's, if a TMZ fucking, if a paparazzo could just fucking, yeah, Les doesn't drink, but he just had, he had. I tell you when I went to fly to Portland, when I got to the fucking, when I got to the terminal, the fucking Aussie. From TMZ, the one I hate was st- standing like right there with like his camera. Oh, he and was at LAX like, at my terminal. Were you Delta, American, American. But I was like, it was just so weird because I was just like, oh, you fucking loser, like, <laughs> like, oh, you're on a TV show, but like, look at you right now, like, you fucking loser, like you're. <laughs> hunched over a fucking one of those luggage cart things like waiting for someone to walk out because you got a tip that like yeah, you know ca- the kathy griffin's flying you in. fucking tosser like <laughs> you sad fuck. charlie you stupid sad fuck like you're on a tv show but like you your be- life is garbage you should have beat him up oh i was like i saw him and i was like and he was like a, it's like he's alone they're alone of course they are they're just like shitty popos like they're just like yeah and he's just like waiting waiting i was like your life sucks like you suck (laughs) waiting in case and like girls probably watch you on your on that show and are like oh he's hot i'm gonna bang him and i'm like you're a fucking loser (laughs) like you fucking loser it's so crazy (laughs) it was crazy to me I, I don't know why, because I hear him on the show sometimes. You hear him seriously. And I know he's, he's like, standing in an airport like, like a fucking asshole, but seeing it in like, real life, I it. was like, this is like... This is stupid. This is so stupid. Yeah, he's in Larchmont a lot, too. That's a rough gig, hanging out at the airport all day. And then, it's even worse. It's one thing to be like a creepy nightcrawler, like, yeah, motherfucker. Like a stringer. To be known... As an entity, like you're like a pseudo celebrity because your job is so fucking stupid and you do it so much that like people see you and they know you as that. And it's like, oh, hey, like, yeah, you shitbag. Like, let me talk to you for a minute because I can't not talk to you because you're going to show me no matter what. Because you're a celebrity. Because you're. Yeah. I mean, let's not. Let's go easy. Well, I'm in terms of this stupid. But like, ew, like, oh, people see you coming and they're like. Oh, here's that fucking guy. Is that stupid Aussie that from stu- TMZ? Is he Australian? He is Australian, yeah. right? He's not like from New Zealand. No. Is that stupid Australian from TMZ that's on Jonathan's fucking phone? 
ugh. So whack. Such a whack life. <laughs> I'm sorry, though. It's true. <sighs> oh. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude. America through the eyes of two American-Americans. Just hatching plans, talking. <laughs> Just trying to find a way in. Hey, you know, hey, everybody gets in in a different way, you know? Everyone yeah, get gets in, get in where you fit in. Everyone get in where you fit in. Fake it till you make it. Get hit by that car. Throw yourself on that windshield. It don't matter. It's all good. I'll show up on that set. I'll be there fucking early every day. You'll never have a problem yeah, with me. It's not like you would take that yeah. opportunity for granted. This ain't a fucking lethal weapon situation like that fucking maniac they just had to fire. This is me. This kid, I love this hire. Never heard of him. Who's he's this? here early. I love this new doctor. He's motherfucking extra rogue. But he's professional. He is here on time. He is polite. Knows he doesn't touch any, knows everyone's lines, doesn't touch anything in craft service, sticks to himself. Who the doesn't fuck? Doesn't touch anything in craft How service. How the fuck did he get this job? Well, there's a rumor going around. Yeah. Greg hit him with hard. his Tesla. <laughs> Pretty hard. After he less, less, almost killed him coming out of Craig's. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, thank you for thank listening you for to the listening. show. Could you please come back for our next episode, which is 655? Tell a friend. Check out Ayadu. They're good friends of mine. See us in Ferndale at the Magic Bag on Saturday, May 26th. Or see us in Milwaukee at the Turner Hall Ballroom on Friday, July 27th. Yeah. Go to Patreon and, and it would just be incredibly generous if you donated to us on Patreon. Um, uh, yeah, dude.com. You can. That's how you can access uh, merch. That was also extremely generous. Anything you can do that lets us continue doing the show is obviously beyond appreciated. And if you ever have the chance to see us live, that's great. So we can say thank you in person. But until then, eight 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 four two two three five seven. In the book, or any any U.S. mail. And, uh, Facebook, Instagram. <clears throat> yeah. And all those. Uh, write a review of the show. Subscribe to the show. Tell a friend. Yeah. Write a review on iTunes or Stitcher or uh, all, the, all the places. <laughs> what was the place we used to tell people to go to? Podcast Alley. Yeah, maybe? there was Podcast Alley. That might have been a thing. Been a long run here. Been a, we, we, this is definitely, a, I, I mean, you can, you can ask yourself in a second once we're, we've said seatbelts and this episode's over. You got to really think about your life and think about where you were in February of 2006 and then think about where you are now kind of basically in like May of 2018 and then really think, whoa, that's a long time ago. Different person. Very. Different life, different outfits and hair and ways of being and thinking. Oh my, that'll rock you to your motherfucking core. If you take your shit back a little over 12 years, you'll be like, uh-huh, what? And then, yeah, the proof's in the pudding. You can check the pics, and it's all real. You did it. it you wore it. It went down. You had bangs. You said that. You knew you shouldn't. People told you not to. You did it. Yeah. It's all good. So thank you uh, for allowing us to be able to do it long enough to for it to become completely psychotic. The two of us would appreciate if 
you could help us continue that so we could get like wicked psychotic. Like, yeah. like almost, I mean, it's already comical, but l- let's get it to a point at this point where it's just like, oh, this is weird now. <laughs> you guys like pushed it too much. This is a little too weird. <laughs> like, really? They'd be like, yeah. Still. Now it's good. Still doing it. I love it better now. That's extra weird and fucking weird. And who knows? You know, because... You know, every day is really is a gift. You have to be hashtag grateful. Yeah. Um, you have to just uh, be thankful and and uh, appreciate and and it's it's all very it's fragile. It's you never know. It, it, it every day to day you have to be because you just the, the world be real crazy. Life be real crazy. If you think about twelve years ago, you'll if you put it in that perspective, you think of holy shit. It, it, you know people and things and wow it is different so uh but be careful and uh, just yeah just be be conscious and aware you don't want to just you know you want to you know you want to be in the moment and <laughs> just uh yeah just slow deep breaths just take a fucking second right now wherever you are treadmill work look around you, be like, oh, I'm alive. I'm looking around at all these idiots. So what's happening? Because wherever you are, if you look around, it's going to be a bunch of idiots. Bank, work, traffic. Look at this idiot in traffic. If you're in traffic right now, I will give you $1,000 if you call me and li- l- honestly say to me, I looked around in traffic and it didn't look like I saw any idiots. If you can honestly say that to me, I'll send you $1,000. If you can honestly say to me right now. Not one idiot. Not, if you look all around the cars and you're like, and everyone seems to check out. $2,000. <laughs> it's fucking amazing that, that we, how we're all holding this together. It is like, it is so piecemeal. It is like, like oatmeal has stuck this fucking thing together. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's just, you know? It, when we go through just an afternoon and, and I'm online, and, and I read about, like, nothing crazy happening. I think, that's an amazing run that we made it from 1.30 in the afternoon to 4.15, and, like, nothing completely crazy happened. Yeah. Although, I guess it probably is everywhere. Everywhere. Whew. Yeah, just just take a second. Be just, we're alive right now. U2's playing right now. That- the forum. You t- as we speak right now. I mean, they're done now. Probably they're they're, done they're about now. to go off. Like eleven thirty. Well, it's I probably like think, a last you know, encore, maybe or something. It's what do they say? It's fucking five o'clock somewhere. Is that a fucking what is that a stupid? I think that's for beer. Yeah, I always say U 2s playing somewhere. Well, U 2s playing somewhere. U2's playing. playing somewhere. Yeah, well, they're playing in L A. right now. Well, fuck, I missed. I that. know people that are there. I'm sorry for them. Someday, bloody and people. Oh no, that's a nightmare. Eighteen thousand people screaming back, "Sunday, bloody Sunday!" to them. Yeah. Oh my god! How long? How long can you how wear those fucking rose-tinted sunglasses indoors? That's how long. <laughs> no, he does a lot of good though. They do a lot of good, a lot of charity, a lot of, right? I think so. They better. Yeah, they do. You know? I'm sure, they do. I'm sure, they do. Fuck, man. Seatbelts.
feathers of eternity and never where I'd chance to be no 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 Ooh, my head all full of flies and smoke and an afterlife of stupid jokes What if I told you that my fate is wrong? i who I truly am. That I keep it to myself. Even though it's tearing up my head. But I've made a somewhat sanctified garden in my deep inside. Heaven makes the people nice What's keeping them from throwing fights In the middle of the road Just because it's made of gold I'm never one to But once I see that violet white of eternity I'm never where I've changed to be no more